2045. This is Metro FM Talk. My name is Kobedi Dilogwe. I note the protest that is going on on Twitter, on my timeline. Ukwakudineo has left the building. She is no longer here. So no, I cannot be asking her anything else. This is the second segment of the show. We're joined in studio by a phenomenal young woman. On our focus on disability tonight, we're speaking to Masingi Tamaluleke. She lives with dyslexia. She's going to be taking us through her journey and how she's now helping others who are living with it. Masingeta is founder of two active companies, Green Interiors, PTY LTD, specializing in hygiene solutions, and uh, the other company is Ratile Projects, PTY LTD, specializing in air conditioning and ventilation systems. She epitomizes a blazing torch of hope in the thousands of often forgotten people living with dyslexia. She wants to push boundaries and plant seeds of ambition, belief, and confidence. The world is her oyster. She joins us in studio tonight. Good evening. Welcome to Metro FM Talk Masingit. Evening. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm actually great. I'm over the moon. You look dashing. Thank you. I'm from church. <laughs> oh, sexy hor. Heban. I changed from gear, so that's why I still have the duke on my head. Diabua Masingit. Yes. How old were you when you were diagnosed with dyslexia? Actually, I would not even remember how old I mm. was, but uh, I remember I always had challenges writing something, and I always had to ask. And my sister would always say, hey, man, get a dictionary. But I'd say when I officially knew about it, I was in grade 10 or, yeah, grade 8. But I always remembered in primary, uh, my teachers would not even want to ask me how to write, but they only focused on my strength. And I think that's what helped. They boost my confidence in speaking. So every book I could memorize, they would give me a book and I'd read a thon. I can still remember it today. Are you serious? Seriously. So my primary teachers boosted the confidence. Then when I got to high school, that's when it hit in to say, actually, there's a problem. You cannot, what you're writing doesn't make sense. And I'm, seriously? And I'd always fight with my friends when we'd write speeches and hey, read man, so that we see spelling mistakes. And my friend would, mm, <clears throat> You know, friends, you know, the problem is here. You're telling me you went through your, the, the, the major part of your schooling life not knowing that you were living with dyslexia. No, I didn't. And I've never failed a grade. Oh, wow. Hence, you were depressed when you were told matric is a problem. Now, when I actually had to find out that, you know, in matric, you are writing externals. So you are highly possible to become a domestic worker and work for the people you went to the same class with or amount to nothing because if you don't have a matric, then you are zero in this world. Then I actually got into a very bad depression, ended up commit, trying to commit suicide more than once. Then by the grace of God, I survived because I actually drank the wrong tablets. I didn't know which ones. So I drank my grandmother's brufens. Apparently they give you strength. So my bones are strong. We thank the living God. So I spent a whole month and two in, in Baraguanath trying to clean out my system. But after that, I was still depressed. I was so thin, not even my mother could recognize me because it was eating me up and having to realize that it means I'd have to work for the people I went to the same class with, who I'm actually smarter than because when I had to do my exams orally, if my teacher had to mark my script 
they would find zero and the only thing they would see was TF that would be the true or false then when I have to come back and do it orally I'd get an 80 so I can you imagine as a child you can't be excited at the same time you do not know how to react to it because your classmates would say you got a zero before and now are you coming out with an 85 how you know the teachers your teachers pets mm. they love you and throughout that's how I tried surviving for those of you that are asking dyslexia is a neurological condition caused by Simply put, different wiring of the brain. Yes. You know, you put it so nice. Different wiring. Physically, I've because got nothing wrong. Because you are not disabled. You are differently abled. Yes. I care. Yes. And, and you, you live your life as such. I live my... And unfortunately, there's no tablets for it. You can't... I'm, I don't drink anything. Because, it is no, it, because it's not a disease, there's no cure. There's no cure. There are co- what has been your coping mechanism? I believe um, now, after I accepted it, I then decided, you know what, when I spoke to a friend of mine who's blind, she's got two degrees from two different universities, and I wondered, how did she make it? Then I read a book of Nick, who does not have limbs. Then I realized that God was able to create all those people. Then when I went and I googled dyslexia, then I realized dyslexia is just a learning condition that affects your brain, spelling, reading, and writing. Correct. And that's what I have. Then I realized that, you know, if Richard Bryanston is dyslexic, and he owns he's like the multi-billionaire that he is then i found out einstein then when i continued researching about it then i found out big names tom cruise your wilpy goldberg and i said how do those people make it then i decided to make noise about it so everyone even the taxi the uber guy that brought me here had to help me spell metro fm and it was quite funny because are you dead time, serious i am dead serious and i've been I'm laughing because you're there. giggling about it <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny because if everyone writes normally i write chinese and now i need to I'm telling a friend, hey, I'm going to be on Metro FM because I forgot to tell people yesterday and everyone would. But every time you're on shows, you're on Morning Life, you didn't tell us. You're on newspapers, you don't tell us. So please tell us when you're doing something new so that we listen. And now I'm trying, oh, now I'm in a text and I'm thinking, I want to say Metro FM. Now my mentor is not here to come spell. Taxi, eh, Pela, Chusa. I'm going to be Help. here. Spell Metro FM. And then he spells it. Thank you very much. I'll explain later. Don't worry. Do you find the struggle with with, uh, reading, writing and spelling is still as real now as it was when you found out at grade 10? Actually, uh, you mean for me? Yeah. And it's going worse. At Mm. least when I found out, when I was still at school, I was still able because luckily for me, unlike the rest of us, I went to a mainstream school. Okay. Most kids get to go to special school and they do not get help. But for me, then I know Metro FM starts with an M. I might not be able to pronounce the rest. I'd always fight with people thinking phone starts with an F. And they ah. say, no, it starts with a P and I. You people have met. Starts with an F. You say phone most. Like, See, no. Dyslexia does not mean a dom. <laughs> it means you're differently wired. It's 2050. Time for ads. We'll continue the conversation with Masinge Temaluleke after this. Metro. Metro FM. It's where you're at. Metro. Metro FM. We're in conversation with Masingeta Maluleke. She lives with dyslexia. She's been, we've been sharing in her journey and I'm blown away. She, she, she says it only became apparent to her when she was doing grade 10 that she was living with dyslexia. And you, you, you say, interestingly, that years later, it has not gotten better. It's actually, it seems like it's getting worse. Yet you are helping other people who are living with dyslexia.
Tell us about how that changed when you met Dr. Malabi. Uh, actually, you know, that's why I'm saying it gets worse. And then now after I decided, you know what, let's stop the crying. We've cried enough. Now what do we do? So I said, I'm going back to school. And at that time, I was now a domestic worker because it means initially the prophets had said, I'll end up as a domestic worker. At 23, I was a domestic worker cleaning people's houses. Then I realized that actually I'm interested in business because I won't have to write anything nice. I'll just have to get a partner who will write and the smart brain will think and then the two will just do See, magic. You figured it out. Yes, right. like Richard Bryanston is That's good, right. great salesman, but someone else must write. Correct. So then I decided I want to be in business. I was still in the free state at that time. And now having encountered challenges because not living at home was a bit of a challenge, moved back home. Then I went to a college, Southwest Houting College, and I said, I want to register and study business management. They said, no, he has registration forms. You can register. And I said, hold it right there. I've got a disability. And they said, ma'am, girl, you where? are you where? And I said, you know what? Let me speak to someone relevant. Do you have a disability unit? They took me to Mem Zovu, mm-hmm. his office. I got there and I told her, you know, I want to register. But my challenge is I need someone to scribe for me every time I have exams or assignments. She said, oh, no problem. You're dyslexic. Fine. You're the most smartest people ever. It's, it, it's going to be a glory to work with you. So ever since my N4 got a scriber till N6, then that's where doctor came into the picture. When he met me, I was still cleaning in Glen Vista at a house, December, trying to put together driver's license money, mm-hmm. cleaning up there. So when I met him, we spoke about business quite a few times. Then he said, no, maybe you can come work for me meantime instead of this cleaning job. And I said, work for you. Ah, no, sir. Me, I'm going to own my own business. All right. I'm here cleaning this house because I want to see my clients. What do they want? I'm in preparation here. So when I hire people, I know what is expected. And he actually got intrigued. Then we started talking business. Then when we got talking business, then he mentored me in business. That's how now I was able to have two registered entities without getting a partner through Mamepe Foundation. Then working with him made me realize, and I always said, I want to help people. That's when I actually told him, you know, actually, I've got a disability. I'm dyslexic. And he was now intrigued. What is this dyslexia? Then he Googled and he went and did his own research and he actually found out that there's powerful people, powerful people who have dyslexia because people in the townships and at home take us as stupid people. You can imagine such a beautiful young girl who cannot read and write. Your boyfriend will just think, ah, beauty, no brains. And now you realize it's not like that. Speak politics, I'm in there, I jump. Speak education, speak health, I'm there, I'm informed. I just cannot do what you can do and what the whole world expects everyone to do because we've got a lot of people who are unable to read and write. And you'd be surprised if I tell you this is genetic. My father owns flicks of taxis, he cannot read messages. I can't even say the people stored in his phone, I, they are Chinese, more than mine. My brother dropped out in school, but he's a maths and science fanatic. Let me let me let me let me give you something that that I need you to take with for for the rest of your life on earth. Don't say I just I I cannot read and write. Say I struggle. Yes. You see there's power in your tongue. Mm. And and there's a lot of power where what you say to yourself is concerned. Yeah. You say I struggle with it. Don't say I just cannot it because it is almost as if you you speak finality to Mm. it when you say i cannot 
and there's a lot of life in you. <laughs> there's a heck of a lot of love of life in you. You you are doing amazing work. You help other children who are yes. living with dyslexia. Yes. Tell us about this. Uh, actually, via Mamepe Foundation, then we realized that there's actually quite a lot of people who are living with dyslexia. One, they don't know what it is. Like I used to think I just cannot write, I cannot spell, or I can't write. And people would be confused. If you can't write, write something. And my handwriting is fine, but what's then the problem? Then I decided, you know what? I will now be an ambassador. I'll be an advocate. And because I'm leaving this, so we teamed out. After Morning Life, the Department of Education in the Free State, Tate Mohwe, approached mm-hmm. me to say, can you come work with us? Can you advocate for dyslexia? Can you be able to go to schools? The school that helped you, how they helped you, can you be able to do that for us? Because then it's easier. Teachers misdiagnose kids. When I stand at the corner, so you yeah. five or two in the class the whole class will be laughing at you because you cannot. And now you are standing at the corner waiting for school time to get off. And now school becomes a misery for you. So we do quite a lot of work. I go to schools. I do motivations. I advocate for dyslexia. Then we work in terms of each and every school we go to. We assist the teachers on how to diagnose and not misdiagnose. And at the same time, do not call us slow learners because we're not slow. You're not slow. We are very much smarter than most average kids. It's just that we are unable to put words together in a sentence or in a word or memorizing or reading. The rest of us are slow because we are, are slow in, in, are in, slow. in trying to understand what yes. is bugging you or what yes. you're struggling with. Yes. How do people get a hold of you? They can find me on Twitter as I am Dyslexia Masingita Maluleke or on Dyslexia Foundation or on Facebook uh, Dyslexia Foundation. And they can get me on WhatsApp, 072-232-5928. Repeat that number again. 072-232-5928. That's our WhatsApp number. Then on Twitter is I am Dyslexia. On um, Twitter again is Dyslexia Foundation. On Facebook, they can like our page, is Dyslexia Foundation. And my personal Facebook page, if they want to inbox me, is Masingita Pumzile Maluleke. That's where they can find or email me at masingitamaluleke893 at gmail.com. A quick word, a parting shot, a quick word to parents who don't know how to support their children who are living with dyslexia. I would say the best weapon is to bring your child closer, assist them with their homework so that you are able to identify what the struggle is. Then when you are able to identify the struggle, then try and find what is the strength. Because with dyslexia, you need to find the strength of a child so that you are able to embrace it. And we capitalize on that. Then yeah. capitalize on it, work on it, and then go to the school. Make the teachers aware. They do not need to remove the child to a special school. They just need to assist either orally or with audio or with other mechanisms, either with color, just find ways to assist the child. And then when you are able to, then you take the strength and you monopolize on it, either with music, drama, work on it and work together as the school and the teachers, because the parents mostly leave all the work to the teachers. And when their teachers are unable to find the solution, they just take them to special schools where there's no need, because I worked through and through my teachers at Altmore Technical High School, thank you to them, I was able to finish my metric orally. So they only just need a boost and a push, both the teachers and the parents. To a parent who's listening and a little surprised that you readily got help when you asked for a scriber, is there support readily available at schools? Currently at schools, 
there's still a bit of a struggle because in terms of the diagnose, they cannot take you to a GP. A GP will never see what's the problem. You will need a psychologist, then a psychologist to refer to an OT specialist. Then when that has come to part and you've got that letter, you need to explain to the teachers how your child would need assistance, then the teachers and the department will try and see how they assist. So in Gauteng, currently, we're not yet able to do quite a lot because we still need to find the relevant people. But in the free state, we're doing quite a lot of work because already there are things that are put in place to say if the child has been identified, then they are taken to the OT specialist, then getting a letter, coming back to the school and seeing how the teachers are trying to assist so that they get used to having a scriber from primary to high school. Unlike you just adapt to it when you get to matric. And it's not just the free state uh, uh, provincial government that you're working with. You've also partnered with the uh, provincial basic education department. Yes. Launching an advocacy group. And uh, Yes, we've... Uh, focused on on the education department then we having that program that will be running we'll be having road shows we are now launching a campaign called embrace amohela dyslexia campaign so that we want you to embrace it after embracing it and you must accept it when you've accepted it then it's easier for you to run and it's easier for people around you to assist you because if you do not know how to spell a word you don't need to struggle you just ask the next person Hupedu, can you please spell metro fm for me because i can't her name is Masingeta Maluleke. She is a powerhouse of note. She lives with dyslexia. She's not disabled. She's differently abled. Thank you so much for tonight. Thank you Thank very you for much. joining us in studio. Thank you so much. It is 21.03. We have hopelessly run out of time. This has been the Thursday edition of Metro FM Talk. My name is Kope Didilokwe. Thank you to every single person who called, who tweeted, who contributed in every single way. Thank you to all our guests.